0: Welcome to the Clay Young show. 2015 is almost over. I wow. Can't, I can't believe it.
1: I feel like this year has flown by. It so
0: absolutely fast. has. Welcome back to the Clay Young show here on podcast 225.com, iTunes and the Talk 1073 app. Clay Young here. Orlando, there, sitting in the Eye of the Tiger chair. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, last week, we spoke with Katie and Mary Catherine from the Wellness Studio. Right. And they <laughs> made a big deal out of the chair. It's like, you it's know, a great
1: chair. I, I mean, never
0: even think about it because I'm sitting in it. I so mean, I don't look at the back it, of it. Well, yeah. And yeah you've had it for a while. It's since March, I believe. I got it at an auction. Uh, it's a, it was a gala benefiting a scholarship uh, for kids. And I saw the chair, bid on it, and ended up getting it. It's one of the things there that I knew I had to leave out of there with. So that's an awesome chair. Thank you, ma'am. So uh, coming to the end of the year, uh, this time now being from South Africa. Christmas is a thing there too, right? (laughs)
1: Correct. Thanksgiving's not, but Christmas is. (laughs) Thanksgiving,
0: Thanksgiving is not, but Christmas is. So, like, what are some things happening there? Like, the weather is totally different there now. Well, yeah,
1: it's summer. We have the opposite kind of summer here,
0: which is odd too, Uh, right? Well,
1: Louisiana doesn't have winter. I mean, I was like preparing for the cold and was excited, but no,
0: it's so. What's happening there now? Like I mean, you said, it's summer, so it's warmer there right now.
1: Uh, it's yeah, everybody's pretty much finishing. Uh, everybody's finished school right now, so they're on their summer break. Um, just lots of like family vacations that are going on right. Like you know, your summer. Yeah, summer yeah. breaks here,
0: and so just enjoying it. Is there like a, a, a Christmas? Like for, Thanksgiving is turkey for sure here. Christmas can be a little bit of anything I think maybe I, a can't, ham I can't and maybe,
1: like speak on behalf of South Africa because I was born in Mozambique, so I have a different nationality as so, well so it's, well, that's right It's not really authentically South African. So it's more Portuguese. Born in Mozambique, Mozambique. so okay, so yeah.
0: in terms of Mozambique right now, what would be the delicacy for Christmas? Oh. Or is there any specific thing because I don't know there's that there really is a, a spe- specific Christmas I mean thing we you have, have, like, have.
1: Sp- No, I don't think there's a specific um, dish but there are like ingredients that are make little things different and like the vegetables and yeah. the way we do it and the spices that's what really makes it different.
0: You know we joked one time about how much fried food there is oh, here in the south. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've had
1: fried Oreos believe it or not. Fried There's Oreos. Fried Twinkies I think it's called. Fried,
0: no never had any of that. Yep. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. No, she I get I get grief around here for my diet. Not in a bad way though. It's like, you know, because I kind
1: of in a bad way because someone doesn't eat any carbs. (laughs) No bread. I mean all the good stuff, all the pasta. Oh Mm. my god, no.
0: And, And and we were having a meeting with the marketing team from the Fabry group a couple of days ago. And oh man, they started in on me about hamburgers. It's like, <laughs> He's I'm not had one.
1: Clay has not had a hamburger in eight years. This is true. Can in eight you believe years? that? Eight yeah. years. My goodness. Yeah, I, I got
0: to work on that.
1: I've not had one in eight hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty good, Orlando. That's pretty good. So we ta- You know, you got the. We've got a promo running in the show about having your own podcast and we've been talking about that and and the the reason the promo keeps running is because of the studio that we're going to build here at the offices and we've got a couple of people who are talking about having their own show and here's the concept what this ultimately is going to be is a podcast site with other shows not just this one right and i really want there to be variety
1: there'll be a good content there's like oh yeah all kinds of things everything talk from about.
0: sports to fashion to cooking right. like you know and th- it'll be
1: different people so oh different yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah so you guys great. so you so you won't be tired of hearing <laughs> just me here on this thing great radio and voice so, oh, there you go <laughs> now so that's going to be something we hope to launch in the first quarter of next year. And we've okay. already got some takers and we don't want to put any names out there until they're doing it. But we just want it to be original audio, something you only get here and it's raw. Right. Right. Speaking of that, guess who is likely to be on the show probably next week Ooh. or maybe right before the end of the year? Richard Condon returns oh, once again before Mr. the year Condon is returns. over. <laughs> nice. And, and uh, David Savona the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine is going to be on. They're doing their top 25, and we're trying to work, confirm a date now. I don't have the date locked in, but, but he's agreed to do it, to come on and talk about their, their top 25. As we record this open now, they have released, I think, the top seven cigars, and looking forward to talking with him about that. They'll be and good. We're going to be doing an event in Bozier next year that we will talk more about in early January. But I'm looking very forward. Late to January, sir. So. Late January. That's right. Late January. And we met yesterday with the group of, uh, of of guys who are going to be a part of our third "Smoke 'em if you got 'em" event. Which I will be next year. I think this year going to be good. I think it's going to be great. Not,
1: not this year. I'm also thinking it's already 2016. This year. <laughs> like,
0: around here, we're already into 2016. Oh, yeah. We're Goodbye way into 2015. The, absolutely. <laughs> get on out of here. Let's get to the new year. So, uh, speaking of that, our guest on this edition of the show is newly elected state senator Regina Ashford Barrow, who's leaving the House, now going to the Senate, replacing outgoing senator Sharon Weston Broom. And an interesting conversation. Uh, With her, we speak about the new governor coming in. We talk about the capital delegation and, of course, Baton Rouge region. Talk about traffic in the city. We actually talk a little bit about race and some of what goes on there and how it's an uh, it's a hindrance. And it's a good conversation, and you'll get a chance to see her personality. She's a very happy-go-lucky person. She's optimistic, and so you will hear her talk with us in just a moment on the other side of this quick break, and then we'll come back. And wrap it up. State Senator Regina Ashford-Barrow next on The Clay Young Show.
2: Promote your business
0: or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people posting your company's logo on the podcast 225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on the clay young show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience get more information by calling 225-214-1550 that's 225-214-1550 welcome back to the clay young show All right, back with newly minted State Senator Regina Ashford Barrow. How does that feel? State Senator Regina Ashford Barrow.
2: I am really getting used
0: to it. You getting used to it? I
2: am getting used to it.
0: So, as I said, we have known each other for 17, going on 18 years. I know. A long time before politics. And I think about all that time, and you've pretty much remained the same since the first time we met all those years ago in the late 90s, which seems like eons ago to say the late 90s. It's
2: really beginning to kind of locate our age, huh? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's let's skip over that part, all
2: right? My birthday is coming up this year, and so my daughter told me, she's like, "Uh, since you're going to be like half a century. uh, Wow.
0: See, Uh, that's the reason right there to cut her out of the will. Yeah,
2: you know that, right? You know that, right? (laughs) She was like, do you need to have two parties this year or one party? I was like, really? Okay.
0: Have they started making memory jokes yet? I like nah, like being forgetful. Yeah, Hadn't started that yet. yet no, but I don't yet. think people play with you that way anyway. So, that, <laughs> <laughs> so going into this new year, okay, this is a big year for Louisiana. Yes, new governors coming in, lots of big challenges from the economy, yes, uh, to higher education, all of the fighting that's going on. What do you think is the biggest problem or the biggest issue that Louisiana has to address in twenty sixteen?
2: Our biggest issue, I believe, is definitely going to be the budget. We have to address that one point, which seems to keep moving. Uh, Initially, it was 1.6. I think I've heard Mm 1.9 budget deficit. And it may be even greater than that Mm -hmm. uh, when you factor in, you know, this upcoming year, because I think that was through July of 2015. So – when when you look at that, I, I believe our biggest issue is how we go, how are we going to address our budget deficit. Yeah, we have cut everything imaginable. Yeah, um, In meeting with the new governor, you know, he said that it's definitely going to be tough because there's nothing really left to be cut, and I know that for a fact myself. I yeah. mean. There may be a few efficiencies that we may be able to recognize, but it's not going to be one point nine million dollars. No, well,
0: and, and he, correct me if, I, if, I, if I'm wrong, but he's also not talking about raising taxes. And my question is, how do you close this budget hole without taxes? Now, I'm already bracing for it. I expect it at some point. Next year, he's going to say we are raising taxes in some area because, quite frankly, I don't know that we're going to be able to close this because I don't know that there's enough revenue coming in consistently to close the loophole. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're not wrong. And and what I perceive, and I don't know this for a fact, but maybe one of the things that's going to be on the table is going to be Steli. Yeah. And um, certainly that would, you know, that would add a great amount of money. Yeah. It's still not, not going to yeah. be uh, $1.9 yeah. but it would be a great portion of that deficit. And so, the re- so by
0: removing that, well, do you think there is support in the legislature to remove that tele, the Steli tax swap that was put into place years ago?
2: It's hard to tell. I mean, you know what? A lot of the new members that are coming in Um, many of whom I've not met yet. I'm not quite sure in terms of their philosophy or even uh, part part of their ideology and what they may have ran on in terms of their commitment to their people. But what I will say is this. uh, You know, I'm asking the citizens to be very engaged uh, in the process and to let the uh, elected officials know what your sentiment is. Yeah. Certainly, we cannot afford any more cuts to how higher ed. No. We cannot afford any more cuts to health care. Now, right. I could tell you uh, accepting the Medicaid expansion or uh, participating in Medicaid expansion will certainly alleviate some of our budget deficit mm-hmm. because of some of the money that will actually come as a result of that and some of the, um, the, the, the ch- I guess you could say swap off in terms of what we can expect to receive versus, you know, what we are spending out. It's it's going to be that's going to help that that will help part of the budget deficit. There's nervousness, I
0: think, across the state. And then there are business organizations like lobby and cable, and they're worried about how business is going to be impacted by whatever tax increases come along. What do you think about that? Because I know people are nervous. I'm you know, I'm a business owner and I'm worried about that. But at the same time. You're going to have to close the loophole somewhere, right? And it's like it's it's none of it's going to be good news. None of y'all, y'all are not going to be giving the public a lot of good news. It's going to be a lot of bad news to hopefully one day be able to give good news. What do you say to business owners listening to this who are worried about what this is going to do to them in the coming years?
2: I would say to the business owners as as well to be engaged in the process and to come down and to really as we are talking about these issues as we are evaluating what may be the best solution mm-hmm. with the, less, the least amount of impact right. to be involved in the process. Because there may be some swap-offs that we can make. Yeah. There may be some things that we don't recognize that yeah. we could perhaps do without uh, that could be a benefit to businesses. Sure. So I would encourage them to be involved and engage. You know, I, I am, too, uh, a business owner, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, I, I feel like we pay... A lot of taxes. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. and so, you know, everybody I'm just, here yeah. n-
0: around here knows when uh, it's, you know, time to send a tax check because my mood generally yeah. goes along with it. Yeah.
2: It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and, and, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things that I am totally convinced of, and this is what I do believe, when people can see where their money is going, absolutely. they don't mind paying it. So we have to be good stewards. We have to make sure that as we are making these adjustments, Mm -hmm. that we are able to show the impact and the good that it's doing.
0: To be accountable to the people. We have
2: to be accountable. And I believe when we're accountable, the people won't mind. Because at the end of the day, you and I both want to make sure that our children have the right and the opportunity to get a good education. Sure. Just as, you know, every other business owner and every other parent say so we don't mind investing. We know that if at the end of the day, this is going to ensure that little Johnny and little Susie mm-hmm. can go to school and they can get a good education. Sure. And if we get sick, we can go to the hospital and we get health care. Yeah. Then we don't mind paying it and then we can drive on some decent That's highways. That's where I
0: was going next. The roads, the infrastructure, you know, in Baton Rouge, especially. I give Mayor Holden all kinds of credit because when he came in, he took that pothole tax, the 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 road rehabilitation tax, and all of those items that were on that list for so long. He renamed it his green light plan, and right. he's built a lot of roads here. Yes. but it's probably. In my opinion, I'm not probably, it's only a small percentage of what we need because a great number of state roads have gone unaddressed. The bottleneck on the I-10 bridge, eastbound or westbound, depending on what's happening, it's a problem every day. And I think it is a hindrance to business in this region because why in the hell would you want to fight that every day? Every day. What do you think about that? I mean, we do need to do something about that. It's 2015.
2: We have to. We have to. What's in the way? What's stopping it? I'm frustrated because whatever we plan to do, it's going to take 10 years to get it implemented. Absolutely. And we're already 50 years behind. That's right. So our delegation...
0: You mean the capital city delegation? Yeah. What <laughs> capital city delegation? I know about the New Orleans delegation. I know about the North Louisiana delegation. We what not, capital we, city delegation? You, you know, we do y'all are, even talk?
2: We are... Uh, we are...
0: <laughs> 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 there you are trying to be polite and nice and diplomatic about it. No y'all don't talk. Why don't y'all talk?
2: Well, they, they w- I've never they, heard they you talk. bash
0: any member of the delegation no. and we speak. Yeah. I, I never hear you trash him, but I to be honest, I don't know about a delegation of capital region legislators.
2: In, we are a group that we come together on very few issues.
0: Right. Why is that?
2: And and I believe it's because we represent such a diverse area. Sometimes I wonder.
0: But 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 that should be a catalyst to want to be a delegation because you represent people who are poorer and affluent. And then there are whites and blacks and and older people and younger people. We've got two universities and a community college here.
2: Yes. Yes. Right. So
0: there's lots of reasons to be. Really together.
2: Yes, it is. And I, I could tell you, you know, some of the issues that came up as it related to, say, George yeah. and uh, some of the education issues caused us to... I mean, in the beginning, we started off really well. And then we just kind of really splinted uh, afterward, after that. And you didn't have as much engagement sure. with all the members of the, the group. But I'm, I'm really going to make a, a concerted effort to be more involved. Well, being a and, senator
0: now, you are in a position to be able to have more influence on that. And I think that's a good thing that the delegation should begin with by talking to one another another. before they, come to the public and want to lecture us. Wouldn't yes, you agree with that? Is I, that fair?
2: I, I absolutely agree. But one thing that we have not agreed upon is how we really address our traffic situation. Yeah. If, you know, we're kind of like all over the map and over the page, over the page in terms of, you know, some believe that we need to have another bridge. Uh, some believe that we we need to have a loop. A loop, Yeah. Uh, some believe, you know, so we have not been able to agree upon that, but I, I really would wish that we would, uh, A few weeks ago, the Secretary was here, the U.S. Secretary was Mm -hmm. here from Transportation, and one of the things that he said that really got my attention was that the South was going to see more growth. Um, More Mm. people are moving to the South. And he said, and you have to fix your infrastructure. And so he said, what really would help if, um, he said, if Congress would pass a budget that would actually give them... You know, the U.S. Federal Department, more opportunities to be able to help cities like ours. Sure. He said, because right now they never know what their budget is going to be because they right. just keep getting these, you know, uh, continual budgets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he said that, he said, when he said that we're going to see more growth, immediately, I could tell you a, a bit of fear came on me because I'm like, if we're going to see more growth, we're already, in my opinion, 50 years behind. Sure. Sure. And we still don't have a plan Mm -hmm. that, you know, in terms of how we're going to really connect and how we're going to really move traffic in this city. Sure. What are we going to do? I mean, we have to really think outside the box. I agree. We have to come together and we're going to have to move this city and this state forward. Baton Rouge is the capital. That's right um Shreveport have two or three loops
0: no question I'm up there you I've know. been up there more in this last year than in the and the last few and we've we've done some business there and in talking to them they are hungry yes Shreveport wants to be taken seriously here in this state the Shreveport Bozier thing that's yes. going on but you're right it's amazing that they're able to pull that off there yes. and we can't hear
2: and, and that is just, it, it bothers me. Anytime there's an accident on that bridge. Oh, no, you're going to sit there. Every artery no in this city yeah. is locked down. That's I mean, right. it's, it's amazing. It, it, it's an overflow into every um, main highway in this city. So we have to address it Um I'm hoping that in this upcoming session that we really, as a delegation, look at some meaningful ways that we can come together to look at how we really move the city of Baton Rouge forward and the nucleus of of our state.
0: You know, it's interesting you bring that up, Senator. I'll ask you this. Talking about Baton Rouge and the delegation and how diverse it is. You know, I did an interview with uh, Stephanie Regal for business that's coming out in January, and we talk about the two Baton Rouges. That depending on which side of Florida Street you're standing on, the reality may be different. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that is not due to any uh, nefarious circumstances. People can live where they want to live. But a big discussion that's about to happen in this next year for the mayor's election will be what should be done in North Baton Rouge. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's there's a food desert. Yes. And there is a lack of economic boom there mm-hmm. now a couple of circumstances have to be taken into consideration if you're going to have an honest discussion about that yes. crime is a part of it yes and I do think we have to address crime there mm-hmm. because if you're a business owner you don't want to make an investment in an area where you feel like your investment is going to be in jeopardy having said that there are people in that area who would be well served by a grocery store there who would spend money at a grocery store? I believe that the nearest Walmart is. I think there's one in Zachary.
2: No, that's one in Baker. One in Baker.
0: That's right on one Groom Road. And the one at Cortana. So there's all the way to Groom Road mm-hmm. in, in Baker, and then Cortana, yes. which is you know, that's a pretty nice little jog, uh, to, <laughs> from say Scotlandville oh, to over there. Yes. So, how do we have a civilized? And really meaningful discussion about what needs to happen, because we're going to break this into a few parts, but I want to start in North Baton Rouge. How do we have a civilized discussion about what needs to happen there without it degrading into a bunch of name calling and yelling? And then in the end, nothing gets
2: done. Well, well, as you know, I created and economic development sure, district absolutely a few years ago which right. uh we've done minimum work we've, mm-hmm. we've been able to do some things there we've done some signage and mm-hmm. some facades and because uh, your former
0: house district 29 a right. big chunk of that was mm-hmm. north uh north baton rouge
2: right and so we have a vehicle that mm-hmm. we can use in terms of actually bringing, having the infrastructure to help bring economic development and growth yeah. into the community. Certainly we have to address the issue of crime, mm-hmm. but it's almost like which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Because part of the reason why we have such crime areas because is because the there poverty. are no opportunities. Right. Right. And so, it, it, you know, we have to do both. can you do both? I believe that we can. Let yeah. me tell you, I am convinced, and someone is going to show me differently because— you know, I am making that part of my initial lifeline, lifeline goal yeah. of trying to achieve economic growth and development in that area. We have the infrastructure. Absolutely. We have great assets sure. in North Baton Rouge. We have a lot of undeveloped land sure. in North Baton Rouge. So there are a lot of opportunities to really move it forward. Yeah, and so I'm convinced that it can be done. I've seen it done in other areas. So let's
0: talk about that. So, you know, and obviously Southern is up there. Yes. You know, you go through that that North Baton Rouge, the city, not so much just the parish, the city to get to Baker, Zachary, and Central That's right. that have seen so much development. I'll give you an example. The Gardier area of Baton Rouge that used to dominate the news, but is not in the news as much anymore. True. The sheriff made an investment there. Partnering with someone who has a building near Gardier on Burbank to put a substation there. Mm. And then he got the he got involved in the community by putting his officers on the ground and being involved in the community, which is something that is needed across the country anyway, because of this narrative that's developed, developed between black communities and law enforcement agencies. You know, that's something we'll get to as well. I, think, I don't think you have to do one or the other. I think you can do both.
2: I think you can do both. And I be, and I believe that when our community, when they see that level of investment, they too will have the buy-in sure. and they will help no you question. create what is necessary. Right. So I, I believe it can be done. I am going to make it. I'm telling you, I am so committed to this. I'm going to those areas where I've seen like in – um. Pennsylvania yeah. uh, where they've done it uh, in, 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 um, in Texas, mm-hmm. you know, in some of these communities that were really impoverished and they turned them around. Right. We can do that. And we got people that want to live in our no community. Question. No question. I mean, it's near the airport. Yeah. Uh, it's right off of the Mississippi. I yeah. mean, it is a beautiful place. I think
0: that you have to get involved. The, there are, there is hard work that has to be done there. Yes. And yes, Crime is a big part of it, and it's been one of the hindrances to growth, but because of the lack of growth, it's been almost a a jet fuel to more crime there. So you do both. I think you go in— And you tell people, we're just not going to put up with it. You mess up. You keep causing problems. We're going to get you the hell out of here while giving businesses the opportunity to make an investment there. And
2: to move in there.
0: Because the more money that's spent, the more. And then the people have to take ownership, too. They do. The people have to take ownership. I'm not saying that they are not. I mean, as it relates to the government process, you can't do it all as an elected official. The communities have to be at the table. That's right. That's right. Are they at the table now?
2: I-, I could tell you there is certainly an interest, and people. there are some people who are really crying out who really want to see this, sure. and some of them don't know how to go about right. getting it done. Right. But I can promise you that once we get that ball really ro- rolling and moving down the corridor, they will be on board. So
0: I-, I love what you're saying, and I think one of the other hindrances is this, the race factor, right? Mm-hmm. It is still a big bugaboo in our society, and the, the most unfortunate thing is, We can't even have discussions, we as a society, I mean, you and I can, because I'm not afraid of the race subject. Right. But when you talk about North Baton Rouge, invariably it becomes a white versus black discussion.
2: That's true.
0: Which to me, it's got to be a red versus black discussion, which means you need to be in the black making money.
2: That's right.
0: And I think having the discussion about what's wrong and avoiding it simply being a discussion about race is the way to get this done. Are there some issues that need overcoming? Absolutely. But we're never going to see progress unless we can sit down like adults and talk about what needs to be done. Am
2: I wrong? No, you're absolutely correct, uh, uh, Clay. And and I'm going to say this. In order for the city of Baton Rouge to move forward, all of Baton Rouge has to move forward. Absolutely. I I'll never forget when I was I was out of state at a conference, and this guy said to me, "He said I was down in Baton Rouge. He said I had never seen anything like this. He said they were talking about North and Bat- North Baton Rouge and South Baton Rouge like it was two different cities, two
0: different cities. Yeah. He
2: said um, I, I've never seen anything like that. He said whatever affects North Baton Rouge ever it consequently affects South Baton Rouge. That's true. He said I, I couldn't understand the thinking." Or the business people there yeah. there, he said, I, "I just had never seen that before."
0: I don't think I don't think the two sides talk to one another. There's I a lot agree. of finger pointing. Yes, like I volunteer. And donate and try to help people in the northern part of the parish. Were you looking for a bottled water? Yeah. We could, could we get her a bottled water here? It's a, it's a podcast, very informal. We'll take care <laughs> yeah. of you here. We've got other things over there, liquid too, if you want something stronger than water. But, but <laughs> she said, Orlando said it is the south. So, so I think the finger pointing is what gets into the, in, in the way. And just tell me if you think I'm wrong about this. In North Baton Rouge, people point to South Baton Rouge and say, "You guys get all of the investment, you get all the attention, and everybody only everybody's only concerned about South Baton Rouge." People in South Baton Rouge say, "You know, we go to work every day. We care about our families just like you do. Uh, it, you know, we are." fortunate because of our efforts to be able to afford a lifestyle that maybe some others can't but you people don't do anything about your crime and in your area and so it's like there is some truth And some falseness to what's going on here.
2: And and that is absolutely correct. Is that fair? That is very fair. And and that that is actually what is being said. Uh, But the truth of the matter is that folks in North Baton Rouge, uh, while there's only a small slither, like, you know, Chief LeDuff used to always always say this. And I I used to love when he would say this. He said there's only about 10 percent. That's true. That's messing up that's in true. a particular area. So, you, there are a lot of people um, that live in my neighborhood that get up and go to work every day, too.
0: Absolutely. It's know? the truth
2: around the city. A- around the and city. by the way,
0: there's crime all over Baton Rouge. There yes. is crime that takes place in South Baton Rouge. Yes. Maybe, maybe at a smaller clip. I guess the point that we're making is the, the two sides of the city have to discuss what's working and what's not working in a civil way.
2: In a civil way, and then begin to work together. That's right. Fix it, because it can be fixed. I think so. Uh, And our children are depending on us to fix it. No question.
0: Let me ask you something, though, and (laughs) put you on the spot a little bit here as you drink your water. The relationship, what's your relationship with the the mayor?
2: Uh, I, I have a pretty decent relationship with the mayor.
0: He has taken it on the chin a lot in this year it, it, it's come and gone yeah. consistently but more in the last few weeks i guess because of his run for lieutenant governor yes. he's taking it on, he's That's taking true. it on the chin about the quote unquote lack of of attention paid to north baton rouge by his office
2: mm-hmm. what's
0: your position on that
2: well i believe that the mayor you know i guess i believe that he had A goal of what he wanted to achieve when he first got elected, Mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that he attained that, especially with the downtown area. I know that was a part of his really initial goal of trying to really move the city forward. It needs more
0: parking down there, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: But I I believe, I don't know for sure, and I can't speak for him, but I believe that he may have been more single focused Mm -hmm. in terms of trying to make sure that, you know, I, I achieve this and I do this well. Um, because I think that was important. Sure. Then, in terms of bringing the economic growth and development to downtown Baton Rouge, which I believe is wonderful, yeah, uh, has I believe it's putting our city in, in a different light. Sure. Have moved us up the the marker in terms of places to travel. Get some more
0: parking down there, though.
2: <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, who's to say? Uh, and he certainly has taken a lot of licks as it relates to North Baton Rouge. Who's to say that in the next year he won't do more to try to move the pendulum as it relates to North Baton Rouge as he's leaving out of I think office? I,
0: that, that's a fair statement to make. But, I, you know, I had to ask you about it because yes. a, a big part of your House and now Senate district. Well, your Senate district especially is representing that part right. of the parish and that part of the city. I want to dr- just a, one more question along the, the area of the racial subject okay. before we move on to some other things. <laughs> it is concerning to me the, the discussion and the way that it's being had in the public, specifically on social media, about to- the topic of race.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is a broad generalization that happens on both sides. On both sides. I agree. And I think that that is lazy and unfortunate. Racists do exist.
2: Yes, it does.
0: Okay. And I think that people recognize that it does, that, that racism exists. But we will never be able to come to solutions by picking fights. Nope. Telling the truth is fine. <laughs> and I'm just saying there needs to be maturity in the room when the discussion is had so that people can agree on, on the things that need attention and then address them, or at least be honest enough to say, I'm not interested in addressing it
2: And if we Is that had, fair I, if we had more people to actually do that, we really would have accomplished so much more. I think so. Because we don't, we don't need to be all the same, we, 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 and we and God didn't create us to be all the same. Absolutely, even though you and I look alike, we're yeah. not the same. Yeah, right. So you know, for people to make the generalizations that they do is really, uh, it's really unfortunate. And if they would just take a, a little time to aid, number one, be honest with themselves. That's one thing that you know, Miss yeah. Green, you know, and that's one thing that I learned from from Barbara Green. You know,
0: a plug be, for Barbara Green. Yes. <laughs> Googler in Baton Rouge. Yes.
2: Um, you know, to be honest with yourself. Yeah. That's number one. If we'll be honest up with ourselves about what we believe, what yeah. we think, then it would help us all be better people as it relates to society. But I think people
0: are more alike than they're different. They are. I mean, all- there are areas where people are. Culturally, ethnically, obviously people are different. But I do think people generally want the same things. They want to be happy. Right. They want their family, their friends, their loved ones to be happy and safe. They care about being able to enjoy some of the qualities of life that exists in, in places around the world Absolutely. and in our city. I think we're more the same. To me, though, the division, the power of division is mostly driven by people who benefit from their being divisions.
2: I, I, I think that's an accurate statement. I mean, when you look at the people who who lead this, who lead, lead the charge, yes, you was you can see that they're they probably benefit the one that from benefits. from their being absolutely. divisions, absolutely. And
0: just pay attention, and you'll see who and where who they, they are.
2: are. That's right. <laughs> now, so
0: now let's jump ahead. You talked about the kids, and you've mentioned uh, children a lot, and, and that's one of the areas that we have met volunteering, helping yes. kids here in Baton Rouge. We have a new school superintendent, Warren Drake, who mm-hmm. I am very proud of. I do think he cares about addressing the entirety of the system, and he wants the public school system to be a place where children feel safe, but that also draws more families. What can the legislature do to help superintendents like Mr. Drake and others around the state in their efforts to build public school systems that are attractive?
2: What I hope we will do is listen.
0: Oh. Oh, ho, That's heavy. Listen. Listen to the people who are working with the children.
2: Who know the process. Oftentimes, as lawmakers, we want to fix things, right? Okay. So we want to fix it. Yeah. But we don't know it. Yeah. Because that's not what we do. So we need to listen to the people who know it. Mm. Then give them the opportunity to help us help them fix it. That's what we need to
0: do. I want to move on to, to the final thing I wanted to talk about because that was so good. I can't, add, I can't add anything to that. Talking about divisions and coming together, I'll ask you this as we, as we wrap up because I, I, I want to have you back after the inauguration, before, before the special <laughs> session, to talk more about what that agenda will look like yes. and just kind of give the public an explanation about what's, what's on tap and what you guys are going to be dealing with. And so that segues into this. How can the legislature best, Republicans, Democrats, North, Central, South Louisiana, seriously work together to address what's broken? If you had the opportunity to address the 130 plus members of the legislature, both House, House and Senate, and actually 140 plus members of the legislature, both House and Senate, what would you tell them?
2: I, I would actually lay out everything before us, so we can really take a look at the entire picture. Uh, take off the table those things that cannot be sacrificed at all, and then look. For at instance, what? Like education. Yeah. Okay. Education to me, we, we cannot afford to cut any further in education. We've done that enough. We've done that enough. Um, uh, healthcare may be another issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I will look at what's left, which is not much, yeah. because when you look at our budget and when you take it into to consideration um, that our budget, healthcare and education make up almost 70 percent of our budget. It only leaves 30 percent. Yeah. And so so I will look at what's left and what can we reasonably do that it will not be too taxing to our citizens to move the pendulum forward. Yeah, I believe that we have to lay it all out on the table. We, we can't have any sacred cows. Yeah. Uh in terms of, you know, got to save this guys cuz everything needs to be on the table. Yeah. And then we take a look at it and be realistic. Yeah. In terms of what we can actually do and attain and accomplish in the goal of addressing our budget deficit. That's going to be our biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we have to be responsible. I think we need to be attentive and accountable to the citizens in terms of how we do that. And There's a lot of money that we're leaving on the table, too. So federally, you know, with the federal government, you know, we had this whole anti-federal government before. Uh, All that needs to go away. We need to work together because we need to look at what helps our citizens. So whatever helps our citizens, we need to take all that into consideration. So if we need – and, you know, Louisiana has always been a state that has always relied very heavily on the federal government. Because it's been a
0: poorer state.
2: Exactly. We have a lot of resources. Sure. Sure. But we have not been a; we are not a rich state. No. So we need to we need to use that which we have or have access to
0: use. And Louisiana is a r- bright red state, and mm-hmm. it is my position that John Bell Edwards was the beneficiary of a Republican candidate that people didn't want to vote for. Yeah. And while he gained the votes of Democrats in the state. A lot of Republicans voted for him, too. Absolutely. Because there's no way you pull 64% right. of the vote with just Democrats voting. Absolutely. So for him, he's got an opportunity to breathe life back into the Democratic Party by doing a, a good job. Because if he doesn't, I truly believe he's going to be voted out of there in four years.
2: I, I think that you're right. I think he has an ex, uh, excellent opportunity to do a great job for the Democratic Party. but And the I, state. And the state. And to bring hope. Uh, to the citizens and to bring camaraderie uh, regardless yeah. to to party affiliation sure. because at the end of the day you know it, it really doesn't matter you know to our children whether you're a Republican or a Democrat they just want to know that they got food on the table <laughs> that's right a, a nice place to stay that's yeah. safe yeah. you know and so and, and they have good schools and good schools yeah. and so at the end of the day when we look at the whole picture It it shouldn't matter. I mean, it it does matter. I mean, of course, you know, it's a whole, that's what makes it politics. But at the end of the day, when we look at the commonality, when you talk about the things that we have in common. Sure. We should have one goal, and that's to move the state forward, to move the state onward, and to make sure that our citizens and our children have an opportunity for the best that there is to have. And we have it here. We have it here. This is a great state. State
0: Senator-elect Regina Ashford Barrow. Yay. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me, my friend. You got it. You know, I, I truly have enjoyed our friendship and relationship. Long and, time. And, and if people only knew, you know, how we I go back <laughs> and forward. But, you know, we have been friends for, like you said, 17 years. Yeah. And we have never... Had a point where we were not able to disagree with each other, and then walk away. Oh, because
0: we are. Adults who act like adults. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: I mean, it's just the way people are to get along.
2: People can learn from us.
0: Oh, oh Lord. I don't know about that. They can learn from you. I I don't know if they want to be learning from me. Yes, they would. Yes, they would.
2: They would know how to have an intelligent conversation and disagree and get your point across at the same time.
0: Okay. State Senator Regina Ashford Barrow. Thank you, my friend. Thank
2: you. Have you ever wanted to host your own
1: podcast? Coming soon, Clay Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon.
0: This is The Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. So, great conversation with State Senator-Elect Regina Ashford Barrow, and we'll, we'll get her back after the first of the year. The inauguration of all the new electeds is January 11th. And so sometime after then, before the special session, I even had the idea of getting Senator Barrow, who is a Democrat, on with a Republican and having a bipartisan conversation. That'll be good. Speaking of which, as we record this last night, there was a presidential. presidential debate and I watched it and. I have an analogy about it, right? So. The first debate was like an epic movie, right? (laughs) It's like, you don't know what to expect, and then it happens, and it's like, wow. Then the second debate was like, you know, the first one was so good. You had
1: those expectations. Yeah, I got to
0: watch it again. And it was kind of a repeat. Mm -hmm. So the sequel was kind of like the original. By the time you get to the third and fourth one, it's like, yeah, I already know what's going (laughs) to happen. That pretty much was the case last night. It was kind of what, there was nothing really new, nothing re- obviously the news is different because of the terrorist attack right. in California, some of the stuff happening with ISIS, but not a lot of new information. Iowa happens, the Iowa primaries happen on February 1st. That really is when this will kick up into another gear. And I get emails from agencies with, you know, the national, some of the national agencies that have all of these national Washington or or Washington, D.C. figures who Mm -hmm. would come on the show and talk about the presidential election. I don't even want to do that until next year, until well into February, because yeah,
1: there's nothing to talk about now.
0: And there are about 40 guys running for president. So as soon as we can whittle it down (laughs) to three or four, it'll be better. So uh, so this is good. So. Next week, we'll talk a little bit more about Christmas because we'll have time to do it then. And if Condon is here,
1: oh, oh they'll be uh, they'll be fun.
0: Wow. <laughs> it will be. All right. So don't forget, hit the subscribe button. You can always get the show there in your iTunes a podcast app on your Apple device. You can go to the website podcast225.com or you can download the Talk 107.3 mobile app. And our show is there as well. And if you're interested in having your own show, doing your own podcast, you can email me directly, clay at podcast225.com. Until next week, catch you then. Remember, download the show, listen to it at iTunes, the Talk 107.3 mobile app, and... 225.com. No, let's try that one more time. <laughs> I don't know. I totally Again, thought.
1: at... Podcast225.com.
0: You would think she didn't work here. Nope. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Clay Young Show.